I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Joe Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast number 159. As Amazon would say with their app, it's fiscally irresponsible not to do so. Giving is going to go up X amount of percent. No, you need to follow through. I assume most grown-ups have some sort of budget so that money you've budgeted theoretically be in your bank account still, but most folks don't catch up. This week's podcast is brought to you by Tithely, an innovative, frictionless giving solution. Tithely exists to grow generosity in your church by offering mobile giving solutions that are simple, fast, and secure. It's time to upgrade the offering plate. It's time for Tithely. Learn more at tithe.ly. That's tithe.ly. This week on the podcast, we talk about three church giving facts you need to know. You can read more about these three facts as well as others by visiting churchmag forward slash church giving facts. Don't forget the hyphens, churchmag forward slash church giving facts. If you have any questions for us or Tithely, you can email us directly at podcast at churchmag or use the churchmag podcast hashtag cmagcast and we'll get an answer for you right away. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith and Phil Schneider and two special guests. We have the Tithleys with us. We have Frank and Dean. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, good. Good to be here, yeah. Awesome. You know, you guys had a while ago, you guys put together some statistics about giving. And th- there's 10 of them, and we'll probably just run over a couple of them today. Uh, and, th- and the first one we should probably start with has to do with the summertime. And this this statistic may be a surprise to some, because I don't know about you, Phil. When you think of, you know, you're, you're associate pastor. When you think of giving, or maybe maybe this is just a... Uh, uh, a um, for people who attended church, but I've always thought of summertime as being a slump when when people don't give. Has that been your experience, Phil, or is that some is that a, a thought that you've had, or is this just something somebody in the pew thinks? No, it's a- absolutely true. When people go on vacation, their tithe does too. Mm. All right. And, uh, it's, and like, they never, like, it's funny, like, I assume most grownups have some sort of budget so that money you've budgeted should assess, I would theoretically be in your bank account still, but most folks don't catch up. Mm-hmm. So, like, June and July and August, there's a, you know, a giving slump. And then September, there's not really, there sometimes is, but not necessarily a, a correspondingly equal, giving bump you know dean why don't you tell us a little bit about how you collected this data or frank either one of you one of the tithelys uh can can tell us how you conducted your research or where you gathered the data and then tell us about what you found regarding summertime giving so we went back and did a two-year data dive um so this is real data thousands of churches tens of millions of dollars so it's really good data and um we we kind of crunched it all together and Realistically, for North America, you're talking 20 to 30%. It starts to go down in May and then June and then by July, it's your, your budget is in half. And then August, you know, especially in the Northeast, it's still half. And then surprisingly, um, September doesn't really bump. So that is absolutely correct. Um, so what we found is, and I'll give you the reasons why, but I'll tell you what we found. First thing we found is people who have a mobile giving solution on our platform, at least giving doesn't just stay steady. It goes up during the summer across our network. We see an average month, um, you know, across kind of the yearly giving of like tens of millions of dollars is seven, seven, eight percent of, of that. So for us, May, June, July, August all sit in the higher percentile 
of the month. December is the mother month of all giving, right? Because it's the end of the year. People are piling in. But ac- across the rest of the year, um, we saw uh, we saw giving hold and actually climb in July and August. So there's a there's a couple of reasons why, obviously, and they're obvious if you're tuned into the tech, right? And the whole our whole existence for being as a company is to help churches increase giving. And the way we identified that very early on, and that came out of me being a pastor for 30 years, right? So I would, if someone would be approaching, you know, my church is rocking, spring is a great time for church, you've got Easter, and then all of a sudden, you know, school starts breaking out, and then the 4th of July is approaching, and you're literally like, you're hating it as a minister, except the whole rest of the church is loving it, because they're going to be away and on the lake and barbecuing, and then it's just a slow, brutal drag. My friends in Canada, the Canadians get four weeks off a year, so they're like, people are gone for like weeks at a time, they don't show up, and you really start stressing out. And so the the whole kind of concept of Tithely came about when I'm sitting there with my you know oldest son, who's a computer genius and runs all of our tech and he's our head dev now, but it's like, how do we, how do we fix this? And, you know, I'm looking at my phone and it's, it's okay. Things were, you know, back in 2013 when we launched the very basic app, it's, it was mobile commerce was just kicking around. Uber wasn't really happening big time yet, but you could get a coffee with a Starbucks app and, you know, it was, but I could see it coming. So, the, the way that you stop the summer slump is you put a tool in the hands of church members that basically don't allow them not to give. And it's, it's, a, it's an opportunity to give anywhere, anytime. That's the first way that the summer slump doesn't have to be a summer slump. And the second way is that you give people a very easy solution to set up recurring giving, two clicks. And so those two things, the anywhere, anywhere, any anytime kind of concept um, because you've always got your phone with you. And then, again, setting up recurrent giving in a couple of clicks. Those two things wipe away the summer slump. I, I will say it's interesting that that's the case because I, I, we've been working with Tidely for a while, and I'm only now just putting this together with this process. Obviously, online giving makes it more consistent. My background is in missionary work with youth ministry, with Youth for Christ, and then obviously with, there's Young Life and others out there. Yep. Yep. Whenever I would do my ministry, I would have to go and collect my paycheck. I would have to go and do fundraising with people. And so right. it was just inherently um, a digital option for us because – or mail-in before there was the digital, um, but we had to adopt that digital aspect pretty quickly. And one of the things that we found was that that actually was true, period. Like there was never a, a slump in the summer. In fact, the slumps usually came at the start of the school year. Right. Um, or around about Easter time, which was, or I guess, Easter, Christmas, and then start of school. If there was a slump, it was those times. Right. And so for us, that bump was huge in the summer because things were slower for us. And so we had the opportunity to go and fundraise with people. And so actually we would see a huge spike every summer for us. And I wonder if, if the church is in a similar situation, because this is how our church is as well, that it's a lot slower Yep. But you maybe take a little bit more of a focus on what does that mean as far as outreach and trying to do that well and everything. And so having that consistency has always been a part of my ministry because if I was always focused on that, then I would never actually be doing the ministry, which is ultimately your, your purpose, right, Dean, that you right. that you let the money take care of itself on the back end so that you can focus on the whole purpose of your job. You didn't go to seminary so you could figure out how to ask people for money. That's, that's not the well, point of it. 
So, you know, I, I will say this. There's a couple of things that you brought out. Um, you know, I'm guessing when you were raising funds for missionary work, primarily it was probably through a website, right? So, it, you know. It was and it wasn't. Um, we would usually try both ways. As far, right. you mean as far as collecting the money? Yeah. Yeah, it was websites, but most of the time it started as mail-in, and then we were right. like, hey, exactly. by the way, there's an easier option if you want to do it this way, and most Got of the time it. they would go that route. So the revolution there is to go from, and, you know, we, we support a lot of missions organizations. I spent the first 15 years of ministry, you know, in and out of Africa all through Asia. So I'm very familiar with getting my partner income consistent to be able to go and do my missions. And you're right. I don't want to mess around with money as a missionary or a, or a pastor for that matter. Although I think there's a different differentiation for pastors that I'll touch on. But, you know, when, when you go from letters, newsletters, envelopes, checks, to then computer. Okay, so that's that's a, that was a big leap. Now you could put all your your photographs of your missionary work and all your communications through a blog and and have a you know Facebook page and and, and now I've got a online giving on my website. It really is the leap from newsletter envelope to computer. If that was like double. The leap from computer to phone it's, is times 10 because people in have their phones with them 24-7. They sleep with them basically next to their head every night, and they're now conditioned to use apps to be able to make payments, and in, in this case, donations. So I think newsletter envelope check to online was fantastic. But then you go to mobile and it's like that's it's just totally different. And then throw in little things like our text giving, right? So a mission we have missionaries that have their text giving number and you can put in an amount and then type monthly and press send. So I go one hundred, you know, um Phillips um mission to India and then press send monthly and I've just given a hundred bucks a month. And I literally don't even have to touch it ever again unless I wanna change it. So uh, mobile really is a big difference. Now, for, for pastors, I would not – I would say this. I'd say if, if pastors are not, not talking about raising money, they're not going to have enough. And the problem with the church is the church should be a place that has unlimited unlimited vision to preach the gospel, to increase the footprint, to bring the good news, to grow the church. That's the mission. Go out into all the world. So in my mind – it's like part of what I see the solution is, okay, here's a bunch of tools that we've created. Mobile giving, like we've even just developed emoji giving, if you can believe it. It started off as a bit of a joke in our offices and we're just talking about it. But, you know, on our text giving platform, you can literally put prayer hands equals 100 and like send it. And now you just put prayer hands and you gave 100 bucks, right? So it's, it's the solution, but I think there has to be education. And part of the thing that we like to do in our kind of communication with pastors as we develop our relationship with our, our customers is, hey, you've got to educate your church. And, yeah, it's awkward. Who wants to get up, like, the week after the 4th of July and say, um, you know, you're away last week. If you wouldn't mind, like, giving a bit extra, that would be cool. Like, nobody wants to do that unless you're, like, some bold, crazy town, Pentecostal, you know, type church. They don't have, but a lot of streams, they're just not going to do that. Sounds but, like home to me, bold, yeah. Pentecostal type. It sounds like yeah. my church. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I kind of grew up in that stream too. So, I mean, but, you know, a lot of churches, they're just not going to do it. So, but 
can you educate your church members in the spring to, to say, hey, download the app. We'd really appreciate it if you set up recurring giving. It really helps our budget through the summer. We know you love this church. We know you're committed to the vision of this church. We know you love our mission. Here's how you do it. And you know yeah. what? When you ask, people do it. Yeah, and, and I've I've seen that too. I've seen people who they not many, but some people when they realize they haven't given in three months, they're like, oh, I have to give a huge check now. And they'll and some people will do that. And so if you have this honest discussion ahead of time, saying here's how you can avoid having you know having back payments, you know, right. some people really really appreciate that because they realize cash flow is a big problem for the church. Well, and 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 like there's no other, and I you know in air quotes, I'm going to say there's no other business like church. Right, so we know church isn't a business, but you got to apply some business principles to the church. And so, if I opened a McDonald's franchise, I wouldn't open it for two hours a week on a Sunday morning. I, I quickly go pretty much bankrupt. And the mindset is is that church is a two hour function, and that if I don't have the people in the door, ninety percent chance I'm not getting any income. Okay, so that's some businessy things around. What we know isn't a business, it's a mission of calling, and that's what we're – we're not in this for money. We're in this to, to advance the kingdom. But you've got to think, how how can I, one, um, give people more opportunity to connect to my vision through giving? And so we have these full engagement apps, and, you know, they've been around for a few years. And you've got the podcast. We see a spike um, in all hours of the day in giving. Like, it'll be random. Like, you know, on a Thursday afternoon, we'll see this spike in giving – or, or a mon- Mondays are a big giving day for us because we think, and we're going to dig more, but we think people that miss Sunday listen to the podcast and then go and give because when we build our apps, like the, the giving's built in. So you, you you check the newsletter, you listen to the message, and there's the giving button. It's all on that one screen on the phone. So, you know, there's, there's innovative things like that that you can use this mobile technology to really bring that and what you're talking about, that consistency to church income. So what, what's a, what, what's another piece of data that you've been able to put together by taking a look at the giving habits of all these churches? One of the ones that shocked us the most, anecdotally, we always said to our customers, look, about 50% of your income is going to come in Monday through Saturday, right? It's just how it is. So then we go into the data, we're diving around, and we start crunching this stuff out. We found... That only and and guys, like I can't stress enough. This is tens of millions of dollars, thousands of churches. So this is not like a, a like a little pinprick bit of data. Um, we found that across the network, only thirty three percent of giving was coming in on a Sunday. Thirty three percent. So that means, so that means Monday to Saturday giving is two thirds of your budget. And again, there's only two reasons why that's the case. One. There's an anywhere, anytime giving culture because of the phone, and, and there's you know easy setup of recurring. That's really encouraging too, because it helps it helps reduce like the risk of having a ton of money on hand as well. Yeah, I mean, like people get paid. Like you know, we see spikes on first and fifteenth. We see spikes on Fridays. Um, it, it you know people get paid in different patterns, um, but when you roll it out across the month and across fifty two weeks, we see two thirds of giving is non Sunday now. When you start explaining that to a pastor, we have pastors ring us up. They talk to our sales team, and you know we're explaining these stats to them, and they're they're silent. They're baffled. They're like, "You mean to tell me that I that two thirds of my budget can come in not on a Sunday?" And we're like, "Yep, yeah, we've got the stats to prove it." And and pretty much when they roll out our solutions, and you know 
kind of follow the guides that we give them, within six months they're seeing exactly the same thing. That's really helpful too if you live in an area where harsh weather is a, re- a big part of your your totally. winter and spring. Exactly, exactly right. You, you've got ice when you have an ice storm in Atlanta, you are not having jokes that Sunday. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, and I think it's important to keep this in mind that the, the stats that you're sharing, Dean, are, are stats from your system. It's the Tidely system. So these stats aren't necessarily reflective of churches in general or, quote-unquote, any church. These th- these stats are reflective of churches using Tithely system, which includes the app, it includes web web uh, portal, so you can put a form on your website to give there. It, it's using all the tools that Tithely makes available to you. These, the data set is taken from that, and so what what you're what you're outlining, Dean, is very important. It is saying this is what this is what online giving does for you. Not just online giving, but Tithely giving, where you have an app on the phone, where you have you have you have text, you have just on the website, you're hitting all, you're ticking all the right boxes. Um, you said you can even put them in um, people's web apps for their church, correct? Correct. Yeah, we we build apps, and we also, if you're using another company's web app, we can pop it in there. We did a one of the one of the little interesting things. We we offer the five ways to give. So there's mobile giving through an app, either either our free app or our you know paid customized church app. You got online giving buttons right for websites. You got text, which is kind of mobile, but we separate it out. You can give in the back end as an administrator on our system. So if you've got credit cards on envelopes, you can punch them in. And then you can set up an iPad as a kiosk. A lot of times churches begin with this idea of, I want a kiosk at the back of my church. Um, uh, under 1% of people use our kiosk, and here's the reason why. You're still pinning people to being in the service. And the kiosk is the phone. And it's, you know, I've had meetings where I'm talking with, you know, kind of an older generation style of church. And they're like, they're excited about going from PayPal to say a tithely giving button, which is a hundred times better. And they're like, well, we, we want a giving kiosk. It's like, okay, well, let's just explain about what we can do. And everybody take out their phone and text, you know, the word give to this number that I'm going to give you and fill out the form. And let's, let, let me show you that. Uh, or download our free app and let me show you that. And all of a sudden the penny drops and it's like, we don't need a kiosk. We've got a kiosk in our hands and everybody's got the kiosk with them all the time. They're carrying it in their pocket. So um, app and text are 70%. Um, and then online through websites is about 25%. And then admin giving uh, is about 4%. And kiosk is under one. And after using Tithely, no longer does a penny drop. Now it's a full-on quarter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it, well, that that would tell me that would lead me to the segue that um, giving does increase with uh, with mobile giving. There's no question because there's a consistency. Average donation in the U.S. like per donation is about thirty dollars. Um, ours is about one hundred and forty-five per transaction. And I have to wonder how much of that is part of that process of just where you're at. I think if I think about every hour of my life of the 168 hours in this week, yep. the one time that I want to think about money yep. is when I have time to myself. I mean, isn't that the whole point of Amazon is that I have, unfortunately have 10 spare minutes and so I'm going to go buy something there. Exactly. Whereas when you're at church, you're trying to either wrangle your kids or yep. be worshipful or at the very least not fall asleep. I'm not yep. going to. Yeah, that's right. And, and the last thing in the back of my mind is is talking about money. The whole Dave Ramsey mentality is that you are being purposeful in that process. Exactly right. So and, yeah. You want to give from a place of knowledge and of 
of joy and I don't yep. see that sitting in a church. And that, and that could be, um, you know, for a donor, they could be doing a Bible study, you know, getting up early, doing a Bible study on a Wednesday morning with, in a small group. And they walk away feeling enriched and they're like, they just flip open the app or open up the text and make a contribution. It's, um, it's, it's definitely uh, the consistency of people giving. And, that, and, and that's another thing. Consistent givers, our data shows, provide 50% of the church budget. So the more people that you can get consistently giving, um, the, the, the more you're, you're giving, bottom line is going to grow. Consistent givers grow the church. And so that's back to the, you know, the two things, right? We've got the technology. I can give you all the technology in the world, but if you don't educate your church members about, you know, not just the use of the technology, but the fact that um, it's really good to be generous because it's part of being a Christian. And whether you're, you know, theology falls down on the on exact tithe or your New Testament, Old Testament, you know, bottom line is Jesus teaches us to be generous. And if we want to be part of churches that have a mission, everybody knows that that mission is going to cost money and that staff need to be employed and buildings need to be built and infrastructure needs to be built. And so um, people know that it requires that. It's just that you've got to make it easy. for. It's not that people don't want to give. It's that we make it hard for them to give. So you're in a church full of millennials and you say, and I do this, do this all the time. I'm at a conference and I get up there and I say, hey, I'm going to take up an offering. Would you take out your checkbook? And in, in a room of a thousand people, nobody moves. And it's like, right. And, and then I go, hey, everybody take out your phone. Right. So it's ha ha. Yeah, we, we got it. So no one's carrying a checkbook. There's in a thousand, a room of a thousand people, there's lucky to be a thousand dollars cash, you know, in a bucket. So what are you going to do? You're going to make a millennial write down their credit debit card on an envelope. They're not going to do it. It's arcane to them. They just, they just got an Uber and came to your church and didn't touch any money. Yeah. And, and you, and throwing the word millennial out there is, is kind of cliche because I'm no millennial and the same as it goes for me. It's true. (laughs) It's absolutely true. Society has conditioned us to not use checks and to not carry cash. I've probably, I've probably written two checks in the last 10 years. Maybe. And yep. it yep. and it was weird. And it was weird. Yeah, you know. Right. You know, my wife persists in writing checks for some of our bills because she swears it'll become vintage and hipster uh, <laughs> in, in a few months. No, but other than that, we write very few checks, like right. maybe three a month I, at most. I use cash more than than checks yeah. for sure. Or like, if I'm going to get pizza, I'm going to use the Pizza Hut app. I'm going to just do it. Absolutely. See, that, that's my language now. Okay, we're now we're in my house. Okay. No. no. Yeah, we're, we're it's pizza talk now. All right, Dean, we have we have time for one more fact. Now, just just so people know, there's actually 10 church giving facts, and if you want to read all 10, just go to Church Mag. It's churchmag/churchgivingfacts, and that'll give you the 10 church giving facts you absolutely need to know. You can also search on Church Mag for that as well. 10 church giving facts and it should pull up or just type it in directly churchm.ag/church church hyphen giving hyphen facts and that'll take you to 10 church giving facts you absolutely need to know dean the third fact that we need to know on church giving so this is a mind blower and uh get ready so for pastors listening we've discovered that mobile giving isn't just for small amounts so you kind of think yeah you know people might buy pizza with an app but or get a tick ten dollar uber but are they really going to give big money? And so over half of contributions are over $250 per transaction. 
15% are between $500 and $1,000. And get ready, 18% of our contributions are $1,000 plus. So people are not afraid to give big. We have donations coming in by text message for 50 and 100 grand. Ooh. Now, how does that? I go over the character limit on that text message. <laughs> yeah, no, we we can we can take up to nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine ninety nine cents, just under a million. Ooh, I think the IRS should invest in uh, te- in text giving. <laughs> no, they're supposed to leave us alone and let it's us our, fix our budget crisis, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I so, know, pay, pay your taxes via text. Not. I think if, if the IRS had an app like that, Phil, it wouldn't be called a giving app; it'd be called a taking app. Right. <laughs> True. And I will not build it for them. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, people are not afraid to give big on, on a phone. And that was, you know, that was mild. It was kind of surprising to us. Um, only 3% of our, our contributions are under 25 bucks. And that, and you would think, oh, giving with, you know, it's a token. It's like a novelty. No, no, no. People are seriously giving big money through apps and, right. and phones. Yeah, and I mean, in, in, in after years of being conditioned with Amazon and other online shopping, you know, dropping down large bits of coin is... No big deal. Is, you know, yeah, no big deal. Exactly, I, exactly. I think the takeaway, you know, and I'll finish up, is for pastors to take away, is that your church members are currently being marketed to and conditioned by the secular marketplace to, to pay for things with a mobile device. Don't don't get trapped into thinking you're gonna kind of um, be doing something that's edgy and out there, and oh, we're not sure about the security, and you know, all of our contract any any transaction for us is 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 like doing any like same as mobile banking. It's all encrypted. It's totally safe, and and it's just like get over the fact that you're fr- going to freak your church members out. Because the, the vast majority of people sitting in your pew have already used their phone that past week for some kind of mobile commerce and transaction. It's totally safe until you realize that the church secretary has the Tylee password on a post note right beside their desk. But that's a totally other story. Don't do that, guys. Ooh, we, that's we have totally some great checks and balances in the back. We can protect all that. We've never had a breach. See, there you go. Post it note or not, they've got you covered. Got you covered. <laughs> All right. Well, this is three of the 10 uh, church giving facts you absolutely need to know. So um, hopefully on a future podcast, we'll, we'll cover some more as well, Dean. Uh, tell us, uh, just just to reiterate, these stats, these these facts that you should know about church giving are taken from the data pool from Tithely. And it really is a it really shows, you know, when you're firing on all cylinders and, and doing everything that Tithely has to offer with the text giving, that mobile app, embedding it into your app. Uh, and having it on your website, having all those things firing together, you can really create a lot of synergy that just makes it easier for people to give. It isn't about you can, quote unquote, get more money. It's really just making it easy for people to do what they want to do. These apps aren't there to nag them or to twist their arm. It's it's a gentle reminder. And when they see it, they go, yes, I want to do that. I wanted to do that. You know, people are really full of good intention and you just have to make it easy for them and make it available for them so that they can follow through what their heart really, really wants to do. Um, for, uh, Barry, tell us where people can find you if they want to learn more about Tithely and all that good stuff. So just our website, tithe.ly. But what you're talking about there, um, guys, is two words, frictionless giving. You remove the friction, which is, you know, getting out a checkbook, finding a checkbook, finding cash, that's friction, um, writing on envelopes, you know, oh, that's friction. 
you remove the friction between the desire and the outcome, and that's when you're going to see increase. So you can sign up in five minutes. We have a very simple simple sign-on process, um, and you can be literally up and running and create an account with a text-giving number in about five minutes. The team will be in touch. We'll walk you through. We've got launch kits. We've got all the stuff for you to make sure. Uh, our goal would be you know, a minimum of 10% increase in the first six months, but you can see 20 30% increase just because – you've created a frictionless giving opportunity for your church. And I think that that's really important is that you not just, you know, spend the five minutes, sign up and be like, woohoo, giving is going to go up X amount of percent. No, you need to follow through and you need to teach your members. You need to, you need to go over it multiple times, make sure that you put the information out there so that people can then act on it. It's, 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 this isn't a magic bullet. You're, you're still going to have to do some work to, to let people know, to inform them, you know, week after week until everyone is on the same page. And we have a, a full launch kit and best practices that really, how we feel is we're now a partner with you as much as you want us to be. And if you want us to really partner with you behind the scenes, we will be the engine that grows your giving. And we love doing that. Boom. All right, guys, do you have any, any follow-ups or any questions or pushbacks? Or I'm going to push back against tithing. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting struck down today. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, I'm preaching the big time tomorrow. Oh I'm not going to push back against, against tithing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. As Amazon would say, oh, their really app, cool. it's fiscally irresponsible not to do so. Oh. so. I think that that's the whole. I think that's the whole point of Tidely is that you're shorting the church. Yep. What are you doing? We talk about stewardship on this all the time. That needs to be a huge piece of this. So think about what you're doing. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag. you find a link on the main menu, go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag, churchm.ag. And you can visit Tithely. That's tithe.ly, tithe.ly. Until next week. Who said that? Who's on? He said That's, money. I'm sorry. I'm Phil, and I'm the jerk, so don't worry about me. Phil, Phil you're not the jerk. You're the joke. Well, hey, I'm the jerk. <laughs> Depends on if you take the joke or not. Jeremy's... The, oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Is that man making fun of people's accents? <laughs> the Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 